I channeled all of that teenage angst or I don't know, just being different, being bullied as a kid for being Asian and put all of that into just like, I guess, dance to rap and all of that stuff. Hey guys, this is Angie. I am going to be walking you through just an intro. Let me just give you an intro. This is a brand new thing. You don't know who I am. So let me tell you a little bit about myself, some of the basics. This is also going to be uploaded to YouTube. So if you happen to be watching, I have some photos. I have a few things that you might find interesting. So feel free to jump over there. Yeah. So let's just start with the basics. My name's Angie. I grew up in Alabama, Decatur, Alabama. The fun fact that I like to share is that I was born in Decatur, Georgia, and raised in Decatur, Alabama. So I'm a first generation or first generation American born from immigrant parents who, you know, came after the Vietnam War. My dad's a refugee. My mom was sponsored to come. So kind of that's my little overview of of where I came from. Being raised in the South, I was often the only Asian American and definitely the only Vietnamese person in my class. So I feel like that developed a lot of character for me and it made me kind of lean into my differences and lean into just different hobbies. So one of the things that I channeled some of that energy or just like, I don't know, teen angst and anger into was was music. I loved listening to to rap. I love listen and I still love listening to really kind of like grimy music. My Spotify wrapped is just full of Freddie Dread and I would put a lot of that energy into writing rap. So I would write little raps and I've always loved rap music. I always loved hip hop. 60-70% of just straight up rap music, alternative metal, whatever that is. I don't really know what that is. <laughs> but that's what they say. And which is a fun contrast because now I work as I work in corporate. I work in a nice office. I'm a product design manager. I've got a two-year-old. She's cute as can be, super funny, but definitely getting into the terrible phase. And been married to my husband, Horton, H-O-R-T-O-N. I know that sometimes doesn't translate my sound when, when you say it too fast, but it's Horton, like Horton hears a who. We've been married for, for nearly a decade and finally had Ivy a couple years ago. So I studied computer science. I have a four years bachelor's from Berea College where I studied computer science. Yes, yes, yes. I did really well, but I switched mainly my career is product design or user experience design, also known as UX design. And I've really enjoyed being in that field. It was, it's my dream field. Now, computer science is not a prerequisite to get into the field. Neither is a college degree. But I found that my foundation in computer science has really helped me be a better partner to product, to be a better partner to engineering, especially. First job out of the gate was working with Nielsen Norman Group, which are known as industry leaders. Have a picture with Jacob. We took a selfie and he's like the UX Pope on a first name basis. I feel pretty special to be able to say that. And I also had the honor of being uh, featured in one of their podcasts hosted by Therese not long ago. So I still keep up with them. Been on a few other podcasts, which 
all of these experiences are so positive. They just help me build the confidence to be able to do something like this on my own. So we're looking at some other interesting things. Like I always love taking photos. <laughs> Weird, right? Like, I mean, that doesn't sound that special, but I like setting up a photo shoot. I think it's an interesting thing. I've always loved doing that. I'm showing a picture if you're watching of me in high school and you can see that I was driving by, I don't know, running errands or something like that. And I saw this burnt down building. And first thing I came to mind was like, oh, cool. That's an awesome place for a photo shoot. So I went to Walmart or a Dollar Tree or something like that, bought a balloon with a smiley face because I thought that contrast, that juxtaposition of a happy face and a pretty dress with the background of a burnt down building was just so cool. I got a friend to help me and we turned that into one of my first or first and only album cover. I don't make music anymore. It's not something that I think I'll continue to pursue, but I just, it, it was a moment in time. I feel like, oh, the other thing that makes me think of just growing up kind of in a very non-diverse place, listening to rap, writing rap songs is Eddie from Fresh Off the Boat. So if you haven't watched Fresh Off the Boat, it's really charming, like cute sitcom. And I resonate with Eddie, like I am Eddie and he is me. But I am now a career working professional. <laughs> so, yeah. And let me tell you a little bit about some of my other interests. Besides this podcast, I've had the opportunity to be on uh, three others. And it's just something that I've enjoyed doing, building friendships and talking to people. When I was in high school, I did four years of JRTC and I did really well. I made it all the way up to captain which is the second in command, I found a lot of support in, in that structure, in like routine, and I developed a lot of discipline through that program. My husband, he loves travel. He's always sending us to places because he's my travel agent. He's the guy that sets up these events, and we've gone to beautiful places. One of the standout times is when we spent a month touring Southeast Asia. We went to Thailand. We went to Bali. We went to Vietnam. Yeah, Bali, Indonesia, Hanoi, Vietnam, and yeah. Oh, and Bangkok, Thailand. So lots of fun. It used to have a bunny. She passed away, sadly. They don't normally have long lifespans, but I think this one was aggravated by like her, some health issues that she had. We spent, she was like a $25 rabbit. I spent $400 times two for two separate UTIs. Like, oh my gosh, you're so low to the ground. Their litter box is like right up there. So yeah. And when I was younger, I found this photo of me kind of like posing with my leg up and I'm out on a pier and a beach and I've got this cute little frilly bathing suit. And I just... I think it, that is such a funny photo with my leg up posed and propped because it just, I don't know, symbolizes some of the sassiness or like that main character energy that I seem to have. Okay. And then more recently, only a few years ago, I started taking some dance classes. I picked them up in this probably deserves its own dedicated episode because it's such a big part of my life and identity right now. I'm not I'm not performing anywhere. I am not 
like an all-star dancer. I've been super surprised by listening and meeting other people who are also career corporate people, corporate professionals who just also dance on the side. And they are incredible. I'm not there yet, but it is still a big part of my life. I started taking some video classes online over the pandemic through Steezy. And then now I've been enjoying taking some locally at different studios. Yeah. So that that has been really fun. A lot of the dance classes that I take are hip hop based. So I talked about like I really love rap. I channeled all of that teenage angst or I don't know, just being different, being bullied as a kid for being Asian and put all of that into just like, I guess, dance to rap and all of that stuff that's very grimy. And so that's been interesting to me because I feel like I present as a, I don't know, somebody that's a lot more peppy. Like I present and and my sense of humor and my mannerisms are a lot lighter. And then I have this maybe call it an alter ego or whatever that is just very, I don't want to say angry anymore. I, I have angry right here, but just like just very fierce, you know? And so I've also gotten really into like wearing my watch. If I don't wear my watch, I feel like I shouldn't work out. So I'm pretty numbers and metrics focused. So let's go back to work a little bit. Some of the things that I've enjoyed recently are like mentoring others, helping others get back into a career change to feel motivated in the workplace. I've mentored folks through Girls in Tech. I've mentored people through collaborating with girls who code. So another big part of my life is reading. I love my book club. I'm part of a a book club in Nashville, which one of my friends started and it has pushed me to read a lot more, a lot more fiction. And everybody has different viewpoints. Naturally, we aren't all people that like agree with each other's perspectives. And so that results in a lot of very interesting dialogue. Like we just end up talking and, and having a good time over some wine, over some dinner, and it's been fun. I get into some really weird niche things. Like I've watched all of this guy's SpongeBob conspiracy theory series. Oh gosh, I just mega rhymed right there. So it's SpongeBob conspiracy theories. Yes. And then he's got a series on them and I just binge watched the whole thing. I'm not even like a huge SpongeBob fan. Like I don't know every single bit, but I love a conspiracy theory that's just like mindless. And I also used to be super into tiny cooking. I was like, oh my gosh, love tiny cooking. There's just something, it's like a min, what is it? What's the thing when you have a sand art? Because you put so much time into building something so intricate. And then with a the sand art, you blow it away. Like it doesn't, it can't stay, it doesn't live on. You're not supposed to glue it down. So tiny cooking is the same way, but it's just really cute and just so funny and small. And you don't even, you spend all of that time building and cooking and you don't even really get it satiated. Like you're hungry. You're hungry through the process of cooking. So as um, an homage to my interest there, I got this tiny little cooking stove. It's a, it is a pre-seasoned cast iron miniature stove that's like less than a foot tall. It's very small. It's probably about as tall as my hand. And yeah, one of the other things on my desk is a bubble machine. 
And I, I just love the dichotomy of things like that. I love the dichotomy of some, or wait, dichotomy or juxtaposition. So two very different things, like not congruent. The next thing that I want to talk about is probably how to freaking wake up early. I cannot wake up early. It's one of the things that I want to be better at. And it's just so hard because for one, like, I feel like I can't stay on top of my work load at home, chores, need to spend time with Ivy. There's always like three loads of laundry to be done. And all of that seems to happen in the evening. And if I can't sleep early, then I can't wake up early. And that's, you know, that's on me. At the end of the day, I'm the one that makes that schedule and I'm the one that needs to fix that. So anyway, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. This is just an overview. Wanted to give you an idea of who I am. What the heck am I doing here? And I appreciate your time. My hope is that this is going to serve as an introduction, a foundation for some of the things that we're going to be getting into. I'll be testing and trying. One of the things that I want to enter the new year in is with becoming a morning person. Can I do it? Yeah, I mean, I've done it before, but not consistently. And I think there's something about folks who can actually wake up early without an alarm that's just so ingrained into their biology and like that's just who they are they so I would like to be that I'd like to have a little taste of that so that's probably what I'll be trying next I'm excited to have you guys here with me along this journey we'll be talking and trying things together so thank you for listening and let's level up all right bye